0: is a member of the
1: Great Big Owl family. Do, do you start the episode by getting the um guest to sing the theme tune? <laughs>
2: I mean, not usually, we, but I mean, we it feels, could do. It feels so no like... feels. no
1: one told me life there was gonna be this way.
2: Oh, that was good. It's, life's a I'd joke, I tried do the broke. clapping, but the clapping wouldn't be synchronised, so it wouldn't work. No, it's all no. right. <laughs> Jade, You interrupted Jade there, Pete. Oh, she I'm, was sorry. The song. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Life's Jade. a
1: joke, you're broke, you love life you know
2: D-O-A. You can
1: i <laughs> I'll be there for you when the rain starts to fall and then that's when um Ross falls into the sp- uh, into the um fountain <laughs> and then um Chandler like pretends that he's the fountain but they actually play in that backwards because he perfectly gets the spike to go back into his mouth
3: I've never noticed that I've never yeah. noticed that either. so it is Yeah, 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 yeah. What's that? They did a bit of flip reverse it.
1: Yeah, it's backwards, yeah, because no one can do that. If he spat water out, it would not go straight back into his mouth.
3: You're not bloody wrong there, mate.
1: Yeah. I really like friends.
2: Welcome to another episode of Friends with Friends. My name's Pete Allison and this right here is Dave Cribb.
3: Yo ho ho, what's going on? Um, not much, what's going on with you? Trying new greetings, trying new intros. I went for yo ho ho today, how did you feel about that?
2: Yes or no? It's quite festive, like
3: if it was Christmas Day then that would be quite appropriate I think. But not good for when, well, so the, pro- the problem with it is that when you're listening it might be Christmas Day. Well, yeah, So let's just true. assume everyone is listening on Christmas Day and we've gone for yo ho ho.
2: Merry Christmas to you Dave and
3: Merry everyone Christmas you to love. you. Hope you had some good presents and your family are all well. Yeah. Uh, Shall we meet today's friend? Yes, let's. Today's Christmas friend, apparently, uh, <laughs> is uh, the wonderful comedian, presenter and host of a wonderful show called A Musical, which I have no vested interest in. I'm just going to promote and plug on this podcast. <laughs> it's Jade Adams, everyone. Hi, Jade.
1: Hello, Dave. Hi, Pete. Hello. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Thanks for asking me to do this show. I will just say something. Um, if any of the listeners can hear, I'm slightly wheezy today because I, um, I've i brought the wrong inhaler out with me that's already um. Empty. Oh no! <clears throat> and I also had a cigarette. Quite like Chandler, I'm unable to quit smoking.
3: Oh, that's a little tease to your there episode, you isn't it? <laughs> um, so you, <laughs> so I like that you brought the wrong inhaler out, and you thought. I know how to deal with this. I'll have a cigarette.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I had a, a phone call with someone that was going to be, a. it was like, a. I, I won't say what the phone call was, but it was one of those phone calls that I had I had to really listen to. And it felt like it was one of those phone calls where I had to pace up and down and smoke a fag. Okay, fine.
3: Good. Like you were in an episode of Friends.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Because yeah. like, I live my life like that. Yeah.
3: I imagine that you live your life exactly like you're on film or television all the time.
1: In a sitcom. Yeah, yeah. just
3: always in a sitcom. <laughs> uh, you love Friends, don't you?
1: I really do love Friends, yeah. I watch it. I watch clips all all, all the time, all day long.
3: Yeah, this is something that uh, Jay said to me, Pete, is it's not like she just sits there and watches episodes on uh, Netflix. She just sits and
2: watches like YouTube
3: snippets
1: snippets like um best ofs and things like that Do you
2: know what i find myself doing quite often i find myself looking at outtakes or bloopers as they call them uh, i'd say every sort of six months i have a good friends blooper session on youtube i love bloopers i would happily watch an I, entire half hour of bloopers.
1: I don't like them because, mm. um, as a comedian, uh, I find that the bloopers aren't as funny as what the writers can write for the <laughs> That's show. That's true, yeah. Because oh, it's always true. actors, like, goofing around and stuff. Like, I watched, um, I'm a Buffy the Vampire Slayer fan as well, and she there was a blooper in something I saw yesterday, and she, like, pokes her tongue out to the camera, and I was like, oh, don't do that.
3: I like bloopers where they fall over, or, like, they just do some uh,
1: Bloopers accidental. where they're not in control of them. Right, yeah.
3: exactly. They're good bloopers. Yeah, bloopers if you're trying to, like, make it funnier. Stop doing that. Stop it. Stop doing that, guys. You got people for that. Um, so you watch clips. You watch just like little best ofs. And- I watch a-
1: a- analysis videos of Friends as well. <laughs> wow. What's an analysis video? So I watch videos where they describe. They basically analyse uh, the the Friends episodes and the characters. So I, I watch those as well. Okay,
3: I mean it's very much what this podcast is, I guess. But yeah, exactly. I imagine they research them better.
1: Well, they're essays more, so <laughs> oh, they're they? reds. They're sort of like red essays with like clips over the top. I have to send you the link. Yeah,
3: please do. So what uh, they analyse the episode. Like, like you would if you were doing a uni essay.
1: Yeah, they uh, yes, exactly. So they analyse each friend individually okay. and and talk about what their role is within the group and why. Um, I <coughs> they just explain what their purpose is in terms of the sitcom. Um, And then they'll do, like, um, episode by episode. All the best shows have that. Like, Buffy does it as well. I'm sorry to keep bringing that up.
3: You have brought Buffy up twice. I won't. That's fine. As long as we mention friends more than we mention Buffy, that's fine,
2: Pete. Right. Right, I reckon. Yeah, that's okay. uh, on track. A lot of people are just as passionate about Buffy as people are about friends. Like, it's another huge cult thing. So it's okay. It's welcome here. As you said that, Jade sort of
3: sat back and um, she's wearing dungarees and she pulled the dungaree straps aside as if she was trying to flash me. But she was actually trying to show me her Buffy (laughs) t-shirt. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so she's
3: uh I mean, out of the two shows, you picked the wrong one to wear the t shirt of today. I've
1: got a friend's one. No,
3: I, do you know what? This is interesting. Have you got any friends merch, Pete? I don't think I have any actual Friends merch.
2: I have, like this sort of ceramic um it's supposed to you know like a like a a reusable cup except it's ceramic so therefore you'd never reuse it because you'd never carry around a ceramic cup and it has lots of friends quotes on it and it's from Friends Fest which I bought at the time but now I think it's just at the back of a cupboard <laughs> oh mate that's sad isn't it
0: I
1: didn't go to Friends Fest it just I, I I, feel like my love for it is left at the time where it was fantastic because seeing celebrating it now, the, world, the world's very different. As a lot of millennials are finding out from watching it on Netflix, the world is a very different place now. And so, I, I think that I like to leave my love for something back when I loved it. So, like Buffy, I I, I love it from from the time it's from, and the, the Friends, I love it from. From the 90s, when I was yeah. a different person. Because it's, it is it, it's some stuff in it that's like... Uh, we've, like uh, this episode in particular. Yeah, that... well,
3: we've dug up a lot of problematic things in Friends. I reckon this one scales about 5 out of 10 on the problematic fate. It's not like... There's nothing terrible... Like, there's some proper bad stuff in some other episodes. This one, there is some stuff, definitely. The,
1: uh, there's a big, major one in this one.
3: Yeah, there's a big... With, with Chandler's tape.
1: No. Is it Pete? Uh, no, it's not even Pete. Oh, see, there what? were
2: two things that I considered problematic, and they were... Chandler, which we'll go into in a bit, and something yeah, yeah. that Pete does as well that I find a little bit uncomfortable now too.
1: Well, I don't re- I like that those those, those things. I, 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 there's part of me. There's like the the feminist in me would hate the way that Pete uh, goes after Monica. That's what I
2: was means, Yeah, that's what I mean.
1: But the other side of me, I would fucking fancy the shit out of him. Like, I would love it if some a millionaire just beelined for me like that. Oh, my God, I'd love it. I'd be like, just take me away.
3: Yeah, there's part of me that was like, uh, there's the scene, we'll come on to this a bit more, but there's the scene when uh, he's given her the check and he rips the check up. He's like, forget about the check. And part of me was going, if I was her, I'd be like, no, I, I, I still want the
1: cheque. Him <laughs> ripping that cheque up made me want him to take me over one of his oak desks.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so what's, the, what's, the, what's your problematic?
1: Phoebe's younger brother Frank dating her, his teacher.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah. And him
1: constantly calling her Mrs Knight, which no one brings up, actually. Where's the husband? He, oh, yes. if they, Good point. He's 18, she's 44. And that's not an issue. Age difference is fine. I'm currently in my own age difference. However... He she was his home economics teacher.
3: Yeah, it's like, interesting, isn't it? They could
1: have done an age thing without the teacher-pupil thing, but then you wouldn't have the funniness of him constantly referring to her as Mrs. Knight, mm. which is really funny.
3: Yeah, it is interesting, isn't it? Because that's something that I think we've pro- I probably just glossed over because we have so used to Frank and Alice being together. Do you know yeah. what I mean? You, you've seen that.
1: Well, the thing is, the other overriding thing that I really love about this episode is it's a real celebration of love uh, without, uh, w- w- without, without judgment from other people. That if two people can show that they really, really love each other, then that's absolutely fine. Mm. And that... It, you know, they, they've, proven, they've proven the test yes. of time, wh- whereas they stayed together, they've had kids and they love each other very much. But if that had been any other scenario and they'd split up and she had like, like he says a line in the episode, which is like, yeah, I'm young, but I'm not as young as when she met me.
2: Oh yeah, that is very weird. No, no, it's worse than that. It's
1: worse than that. It's no. I'm young, but I'm not. I'm not as young as I was when we got together.
2: (laughs) Thing is, they probably end up being the most consistent relationship in all of Friends. Well, yeah, that's
3: exactly what I sort of scribbled down in my note. we have not even sure what the episode is yet, by the way. This is the most preamble we've done before we actually (laughs) get onto talking about an episode ever. But that's what I wrote. They probably become the most stable and consistent relationship in the whole show, like including Monica and Chandler, including anyone. Okay, well we've addressed some of the big issues already, but uh <laughs> let us let's do the big reveal, guys, just in case you haven't clocked it yet. What is the episode you have chosen for us today, Jade?
1: My episode that I have chosen for today's discussion is the one with the hypnosis tape.
3: The one
2: with the hypnosis tape. Jade, a question. Um like, have you picked this episode because you love it or have you picked it because it is problematic and stands out to you for that reason.
1: No, it's the funniest episode. You still it's my love it. funniest. It's the f- episode where so normally like what I also love about it as well is that the um is is Phoebe's character in throughout the whole um series of friends, Phoebe's character is the it's the person who keeps, I think, everyone grounded in reality. Yeah. So she's always the person who picks up on people's bad behaviours. And and she's normally the most reasonable one of the group. And the reason she is, and even though she's like the craziest mad one, she is actually the reasonable one who says, actually, that thing you're doing right now is ridiculous. And she's the one who calls people out on yeah. it all the time. She's not as naive as Rachel, as Joey, as Ross, as Monica and Chandler, actually. She's the l- least naive one. However, in this episode she's the meanest she is yeah uh, in in the entire series she that this this she all Phoebe's ever wanted is a family I, all, it, she was rejected by her own family all she's ever wanted is her family and her family come to her um, and he comes to her because he knows that she's cool and she's understanding unlike her twin sister Ursula who is a uh, the she-devil from hell yeah um But Phoebe's the one who understands and she doesn't. And in fact, what she does is go behind his back and talk to Alice and make Alice split up with him. And then when they get back together in the flat, they're snogging and she's still going, no, no. And then she she goes, well, actually, no, it's all fine. This episode for me is all about Phoebe. About her understanding her her own hypocrisy, which means uh, every other act character in the in the friends group are able to be at their funniest because all of the pressure of the episode is on Phoebe that He's time. On someone else, sure. so. Yeah, so I I find everyone else mu- the fun like like there's there's some moments in it that are like <laughs> the bit that I love is in the flat. Uh, you've got um, uh, Joey and Ross on the swivel chairs, and they um, are trying to convince because Phoebe's asked them to trying to convince Phoebe's brother Frank to split up with Alice. And then what turns into them trying to make him split up with them is actually Frank giving them a lesson on love.
2: Yeah, it goes the saying, other way.
1: And it's really funny. And then when Phoebe comes back in and he goes, so what happened? And Joey goes, she goes, you're his best man. Yeah. And then he says to Ross, what are you doing? And she's like, no, I'm the ring bearer.
2: Yeah. That is such
3: a nice scene, isn't it? Because it yeah. twists so quickly from like these two in inverted commas, ups talking to this like idiot kid. And then suddenly flip on his head. The idiot kid is, you go, no, you'll find it one day, man. You're fine. You'll you're find good. it. And yeah.
1: he, this idiot kid is the person that understands love the most. Right. And I love that. I love that. Uh, it, it, that he's more reasonable. And actually, Phoebe doesn't really get any respite in this episode. She doesn't actually... She just ends up running out of the flat when they start f- fucking on the couch. It's,
3: <laughs> it's one of those episodes, and it's one of the very few Friends like episodes, where, yeah, the, there are some like scenes where the scene starts and you go, oh, this is a horrible scene. So the scene when Phoebe's trying to convince Alice... Not to marry her brother, you're like, oh, this is just.
1: She's trying to get mustard out of the lace. Yes. It's really funny. Like, I mean, that actress, she's Kitty in in um in that '70s show. Yeah. Uh, and she like she's one of the funniest comedy actress actresses. I think. I think she's incredibly underrated. But she like picks up the <laughs> she picks up the lace and like starts giving her advice on how to get like a little bit of scotch soda. Yeah. And if you can't, just cut around it and like put another bit of lace on it, and you've got yourself a Lovely nice throw. throw.
3: Yeah. <laughs> And then Phoebe just goes, "Or oh, you could not marry my, my brother." brother. And it's like, Dah. It's so horrible. The look on her face.
2: She's so good. She flips so well from like
1: she's a great
3: actress. It's like proper like comedy moment to this proper
2: heartbreak. Phoebe's not very subtle in uh, in raising the issue, is she? She's quite. Um, she's not very sensitive. She's never
1: subtle. Phoebe's not subtle. That's the whole point of yeah. her character in this series. Yeah. It's, she's the unsubtle one. She's the reason why they're all allowed to get on, get away with the stuff they get away with because Phoebe's the one who always picks them up on it.
3: She just says things.
1: Yeah, as it them is. Out
3: and she's blunt, isn't she? Yeah. But none more so in this. I yeah. mean, that, that, she wasn't even trying to make a link there from making a nice throw out of a ruined mustard stain <laughs> into don't ruin my brother's life. so it's the one with the hypnosis tape it's season 3 episode 18 here's the synopsis just as we kick off I say kick off we're halfway through the bloody episode at this point Uh, here's the synopsis that we uh, always start with A desperate Monica agrees to date one of her restaurant customers who turns out to be a very well-off businessman called Pete. Phoebe freaks out meanwhile when she finds out her 18-year-old brother is planning to wed a woman more than twice his age. Interesting that they haven't mentioned that uh, she's his teacher in the synopsis. And Chandler uses a hypnosis tape to quit smoking, but it's meant for women which causes him to act feminine. So we're sort of deep into the Phoebe, Frank, Alice plotline at the moment, so I reckon let's plough on with that and really get our mits around that before we move on to the other things
1: i really love frank and alice i think they're my uh favorite extra um actors that have come into pete becker was good as well but like they you know you know when friends bring in a a, a new actor you know a nice cameo and they really give them a good role to sort of play with and be funny i think it's so generous of the writers to
3: so good there's so many my absolute favorite is jack geller
1: Oh my God, Jack Ellis so great. He's
3: so great, isn't he? I talk <laughs> about him all the time on this bloody podcast. He is so good. Just like he has all killer funny lines but with loads of pathos and loads of like proper love, do you know, like to Ross and Monica? Yeah. But yeah, no, Frank and is a great huh, army. Frank is, this is the first time we see Alice. Yes, it is. In all of Friends. And so far, we've only really seen Frank be an idiot. Yeah. Um, this is
1: the cleverest he's ever. Yeah. He's really uh, he's really intelligent about love.
3: Yeah, he's very emotionally intelligent and just very he, he just knows what he wants, doesn't he? Yeah. He is probably the entire character in that episode that knows what they want more than anyone else.
1: And in fact, Phoebe, as we see throughout the rest of the, the show, has massive commitment phobia. Goes after a totally unavailable man um, who always, like, you know, uh, um, uh, Hank Azaria, who's in, in uh, where is it? Minsk. He, Minsk. Minsk, Minsk. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Minsk. Like, we really want them two to get together, but he is totally unavailable and she carries on loving him mm. even though he's totally unavailable. And it isn't until she meets Mike where she realises actually what I do want after all of these years of me being um, flitting from one thing to the other and having no purpose in life actually what I want is I want to have a family and I want to get married but before she gets to that realisation which is quite far into the series
2: That's the last series or the last isn't it? series yeah, yeah. yeah Frank's you said about Frank's understanding of love as well and the contrast it has with Phoebe but that lovely scene that you've mentioned where he's sat opposite Ross and Joey as well. He's just so much more sort of emotionally aware than basically any of the the, the people Other that characters. he's with. Yeah. It's just it's like leagues apart, isn't it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. He's it really shows up the rest of the cast. You couldn't keep someone like Frank in the show for very long because he makes the right decisions. Yeah, he <laughs> makes it. too much sense, yeah. Every character in a sitcom has to constantly make the same mistakes. And the, the episode in which they don't make the same mistakes is the final episode, yeah. and that's when it's over. It's, um, you know, like, uh, uh, only fools and horses. I always bring this up, but, you know, the, the day they got their millions was the day that the the... Um, the episode was over. The thing that they always wanted, uh, they got it, and then and then the funny went. Yeah. And it's the same with the friend. Like, the last episode isn't funny at all. No, it's
3: just, it's literally them, like, drawing a, lines on a jigsaw, isn't it? Going, yeah. like, you with you, you do that, you do that, your story, tick, boom, have a baby, see you later.
1: Yes. So, I, uh, the Frank and Alice thing, I feel like it's the pathos of the episode, and I really love it, and it shows everyone up, and that's really great, but it's those characters have to leave at the end of the episode, because it won't be funny with the two of them in.
3: No. No, no. they come in, they do a little funny bit, they get out every so often.
1: This is the thing as well, like Phoebe's really mean in this and that's absolutely terrible. She's the meanest and she doesn't really apologise. However, what she does do is have babies. That's true.
2: She really makes it up to them, doesn't she? She does make amends.
1: And I love that, that she does that for them. I think it's one of the most generous, selfless things that any of the characters do in the entire series phoebe shows the most compassion towards people to, in in that show
3: there's that nice because the dream there's an episode of friends where joey and phoebe are trying to prove that there's no such thing as a selfless good deed yeah do you remember that one yeah has a bee stinger and she thinks that's it and the bee dies and she actually ends up doing that herself
1: yeah she does
3: What a nice full circle she comes oh there
1: you are she's nice, a great character it? in it she's she's one of my favorite ones
3: but like you say, she is awful and she is mean in this episode. It's horrible like uh, like Frank even says that line of like, my mum didn't like this, but she, she just,
1: just tied me to the porch right. yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> She's a great line. um but yeah, and Phoebe tries to actively break them up, but then this this is the thing we always find with friends as well. It doesn't really resolve. They just end up getting off together. So Phoebe brings cage. Alice back in. Yeah, Phoebe just... just
2: gives up by walking out, doesn't
3: she? Yeah, That's exactly. She's like, if you felt that strongly about it, and then she's like, all oh,
2: right. I'm just going to
3: go. Let's let it go. See you There's later. There's
2: also that nice Frank line about, I would storm out if I had any money or anywhere to go. And he just sort of falls oh. oh yeah. awkwardly by the door too. <laughs> and then slams it and walks back in. <laughs>
3: There's this one of, before we move on to the other storylines in this episode. There's one other really weird bit for me, which is so just in that scene when Joey and Ross are talking to Frank, and after that happens, so no, just before that happens, sorry, it's when Phoebe's trying to persuade them. So she's like, "Look, you guys have got to talk to Frank. I can't talk to him because I've got everything to lose." And she walks out to get Frank, and then Joey says to Ross. Remember when we were walking down the street and I said, "Why don't we go and hang out at totally nude nudes?" Oh yeah! <laughs> and you said, "No, let's come back to our apartment." It's like I just thrown away. So, what do we randomly, think?
2: But... Totally nude nudes is—is is it like strip I mean, club or it's like definitely a definitely a, a strip, strip club, club, isn't it? Well, no, I don't it be? know. Like, they also they also routinely go shopping for porn, so I thought that could <laughs> plausibly be porn <laughs> as well. So.
1: That's one of their favorite pastimes.
2: Yeah. Weekly shop trip to get porn.
1: But I just—it's—it's it's, it's
3: implied that it would be, and you know, like when you're trying to decide what to do with your mate, and it's like, do you want to go for dinner or go to the cinema? And it's just implied <laughs> that, that like in a normal conversation, they have is like, what do you want to do? Go for a just go for a coffee, or should we go totally nude nudes? <laughs> and, and, and none of them. And, and Joey's like, we should have done that. And it's late afternoon at best at this yeah, time. Yeah, like
1: there's sun out the window. Yeah.
3: There's, there's a, <laughs> There's a lot of timeline <laughs> problems, which we'll get onto with the whole Pete Monica Rome scenario in a minute.
2: Oh, yeah. But, um,
3: but yeah, but this is Joey and Ross just wandering down the street in the afternoon trying to decide whether to go to a strip club or go and sit in one of their apartments. Fine. Why not? Right. Let's talk about
1: Pete Becker. Pete Becker. And Monica Gallo.
3: Pete Becker and Monica Geller.
1: I love Pete Becker. He's my second favourite boyfriend of Monica's. Yeah,
2: I was really happy when I realised this was a Pete episode. I was like, oh, I, I, I'd forgotten about him. I'd forgotten he existed. Second favourite boyfriend of Monica's after Richard? Or mm-hmm. after, Ch- after Richard, isn't yeah, it? Yeah,
3: Chandler's my third. Is <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I don't wish to stereotype Jade, but it's Pete and Richard, isn't it? It's the older men. That's what it is. <laughs> I don't want to use my knowledge of your relationship. <laughs> To say that Jade likes an older man, but you know. <laughs> and he's called Richard as well. He's
1: called Richard. Oh my God. Oh my, oh my, God. my God. And, and he's every, got facial hair. And everyone reacts to my Rich exactly the same way that the lads react to Richard.
3: Oh, what, like there's Which, a cool... Like,
1: it's a cool guy. like I want to be like him when I grow up. Yeah, yeah. Like, everyone's like that with my boyfriend. <laughs> he is
3: a cool guy.
1: <laughs> he is really cool. He's just like,
3: you know, Pete, that there's like, oh, it's weird. I'm talk- we're talking to Pete and we're talking about Richard We've got all, we've oh, got all yeah. our Peeps, we've got all our Richards. <laughs> but yeah, Pete, Jade's, Jade's boyfriend is one of them people where you're just like, he's just effortlessly cool. Yeah. It's just so annoying. <laughs> it's so, so annoying. An entire life trying to work out how to be cool. Does he have a good moustache?
1: Oh, babe, he's got, a, he's got a salt and pepper beard. He's got
3: a great oh, beard. Oh, perfect. Like, it's all about the facial hair. So right, let's start at the beginning with Monica and Pete. Yeah. What's a billionaire doing in a diner at 2pm I, on a Wednesday? I wrote down it. the exact
2: same thing. Why is he eating there? He could do so I much I got it. Jay's put her hand up.
1: I know what it is. It's because Monica's a really good chef.
3: Yeah, but he would have to have been in once without knowing that.
1: Billionaires can go to cafes, guys. No, I know, I
3: know. So do you reckon he just And comes it's quite back a cool cafe.
1: She's on roller skates. It's She's not
3: got... a cool cafe. It's tacky, imagine... yeah. I love that. I mean, it, that's what I mean. It's not like a cool, like, chic little spot that a billionaire might go just to hang out because he likes to be cool. It is a tacky old, you know.
1: He obviously saw her. And then stuck about. Yeah, I guess I I did assume
2: that the reason he keeps going back is because of Monica. It's just initially why was he there? She
1: Um, knows where his office is as well. So maybe his office is right next to it.
3: Yeah, that's true. So when, oh my God, when she goes to the office, can I just say how much I love Pete's business room. (laughs) Those three TVs. (laughs) TV's. Video conference. This is 1997 and that TV technology works better than FaceTime does now. We can do that now.
0: Like, honestly, we could not do
3: that 21 years later. If you put three bloody video links up there, one would be, like, flickering, one would be cutting out, one would be out of sync. Do you know what I mean? And they're all having a lovely four-way conversation. I'm
1: "I'm still here. Yeah.
3: Oh, do you notice that when um, Pete turns off the third guy, the TV goes off before he's even pressed the yeah, button. Oh, I didn't does it? Yeah, I
2: did notice that. He's halfway great. through oh. his
3: gesture towards the telly when the telly yeah. goes off. <laughs> <He doesn't laughs> be, they're not even trying.
2: <laughs>
3: um, but yeah, also, that's, so, so there's three people on a screen. Monica storms in and Pete goes, oh, I'll talk to you later, guys, right? And turns yeah. two of them off, obviously accidentally leaving the third one on. So we get that moment later. The third guy doesn't like... Get up and move away, or think this is a bit in. I shouldn't really be snooping on this. He just
2: sits there and watches it <laughs> until he speaks up. Watches until he feels uncomfortable, yeah. Yeah, he just sits he's, there he's, he's staring just sits at there. him.
1: And yeah. what's the line she says to make him?
2: It's something
3: along the lines of is this how you get your women? You know, yeah. do you buy your women, basically? You know, do you give them $20,000 tips? Isn't it funny
1: how the man leaves the conversation when the woman pipes up with something difficult? I love it. Like, that's the moment he leaves. <laughs>
3: Guys, I'm getting out of here. This was going to be fun for me to snoop on, but not anymore. Bye-bye. <laughs> so, yeah, Monica walks in. She confronts Pete, and then... See, I always go too deep with these sort of things. So there's that throwaway gag where she goes, you're supposed to double the tax, talking about this $20,000 Romania. Tip. Yeah, not double the tax of Romania. How small does she think Romania is?
1: It's massive. That's an American's interpretation of anywhere but America. They've
3: just gone, oh, where's a small, tiny company? I looked it up. Yeah, guys, I did that. The GDP of Romania in 1997 was $35.8 billion. <laughs> 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 that is not a tiny country.
1: I love that you've researched.
3: Yeah, that. Yeah, I do. I, I go too far. But the main pro- the, right, the main problem for the, me and this whole episode, we quite often talk about the timelines of Friends episodes. And a lot of people say, hey, guys, It's a sitcom. Get over it. Yeah. But no, we can't, can we, Pete? No, that's the whole reason we're here. It's why we can't get over it. So here's what happens. Pete and Monica, he he basically persuades her to go on a date, right? Yeah. Yeah. He goes to pick her up. Say 7pm. Right. 7pm. It's early evening. They've all got home from work. We know this, right? And then it transpired. He's like, oh, little throw, funny gag. Oh, did you like pizza? I know a perfect spot. Boom. Next scene. Where are they? Rome. Rome. So they've flown to Rome.
1: How long does that take?
3: From JFK, they do not fly directly to Rome. You have to change in Milan.
1: <laughs> do you? The
3: shortest flight is 11 hours. And that's now. It would have been longer back then. Okay. 11 hours. But let's just say, for the argument's sake, it's 11 hours. Yeah. That makes it 6 a.m. when they land
1: <laughs> New <laughs> in York time. New York time. to so Which makes it? it
3: midday in Rome, because they're six hours ahead. And it's? And it's dark.
2: Oh, I was going to say it was, it Sorry, was guys. plausible up until the point that it got dark because you could go for a midday pizza in Rome. Exactly. But the other thing is that when you're asking someone out on a date in those circumstances, <laughs> there's just so many problems with this. Like, a, that's ages to spend with someone on a first date. And <laughs> yeah. also, like, you'd have to tell her to bring her passport too. And some spare clothes.
1: No, but private jet.
3: Right, plausibly, he's gone on yeah. a private jet. He's not had to change in Milan but it's still a good 10-hour flight, isn't it? Yeah. There's still. Why is it dark in Rome, guys? <laughs> why is it dark that. at midday?
1: And why hasn't she got jet lag?
3: Right. <laughs> they are knackered. <laughs> Point number three, and this is another Dave Crib fact check, because I remember going to Italy in, I reckon, 1997, 1998, on a school choir trip. And I remember changing my lira for pounds. And so there's the bit where Monica goes, is that enough lira to pay? And Pete goes, chuck another 1,000 on on it, because that's like 60 cents. How much is a 1,000 lira, do you reckon?
1: Oh, I don't know. I have no idea.
3: 1,000 lira, guys, to cover the cost of their entire meal. He's like, chuck another 1,000 lira on it. Again, I double-checked the 1997 exchange rate. 46p. (laughs) (laughs) If you're going to do a lira joke, guys, at least just look up the maths and get it right. Because that would have been funnier as a line to be like chuck another 50,000 on. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Better line. It's a better line. The bigger the number, the funnier. Liras were like three and a half
2: thousand lira to the pound.
1: Why didn't they check any of this? That's
2: what I'm saying. Lazy. At had a nightmare. If someone was taking you out on a first date... And you're expecting to go for a drink with someone that you were only sort of half asked about and they were like, Surprise, <laughs> yeah. we're going to Rome. Like how would you actually feel about having to spend that long with someone that you weren't keen on? Would you just be like, Well, I'm going to Rome, so it's okay? Or would you be like, Alright, you've no, overdone this fi- a bit?
1: She finds him funny and so would I.
2: Okay. She yeah. finds
1: him yeah, yeah. She's Looking intrigued she's in by now. she's in. Yeah. She's more in now she knows he's rich because she wasn't going out on a date before she knew he was rich. And now she's gone on a date, and then she falls in love with him. But I think it all has to do with money. <laughs>
3: yeah, I mean, she definitely does like him. No, do you know what? And because the moment she realizes she likes him is when they kiss for the first time, Drember, in the restaurant kitchen that he's bought her. So she has resisted the money thing up till then, and then he kisses her, and she's like, "Ah, oh, I'm really into this. I do like you." Here's the other thing: have they flown straight back from Italy? Yeah. 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 So they've come straight back. Twelve-hour flight. 2 hours on a pizza and then they just jump in the plane back. Yeah,
2: that's just that's just too long. I like the I'm sure the pizza's great. 24 hours. But still.
1: 24 hour date. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you're getting laid, no one's
3: <laughs> well, This is what I was going to suggest is is this like the most elaborate ploy of Pete's to be like, oh, well, we're here now, we might as well get a hotel. We can't possibly go back tonight. And she's like, get on the plane. Get on the bloody plane, riding straight back to New York. Get mate. on the
1: plane now.
3: Yeah, we're changing in Milan. I've got nine billion lira here.
1: Different sitcom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible sitcom. It's more like Breaking song. Bad.
3: Uh, but ultimately, this is, so this is the first appearance of Pete as well, I think. Yeah. In the whole of Friends.
2: He never comes back.
3: No, he doesn't. He doesn't make a little reappearance at the end it's the
2: reason it's the reason they break up because he wants to f- carry on fighting and she doesn't yeah. like it because she can't watch him get that's that's the reason they break up in the end isn't it
3: yeah Okay. yeah he's
1: a terrible fighter as well yes. but he
3: decides he wants to carry on pursuing that doesn't he yeah so I, yeah I can only assume the reason he doesn't make a reappearance is because he's died from fighting <laughs> hi guys it's angelos Ipofimo here telling you to please listen to the
0: brian and roger podcast now i don't know who's written it but whoever it is is probably a genius so i think you should give it a listen because it's such
1: great stuff
0: hey i'm ryan reynolds at mint mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot
3: The final string to the bow of this episode is Chandler and, well, it's the title of the episode. Again, it happens quite a lot. We've discovered on Friends episodes the title is often the worst or the least significant bit of it's the whole the B episode. Plot. Yeah, it's usually the B, sometimes the C-plot. C C-plot, yeah. Um, and in this case, it's kind of like, it's really throwaway, isn't it? Rachel, Chandler wants to give up smoking. Rachel gives him his tape. Turns out
1: it's oh, for women. And Gunther says one of the best lines Gunther ever says. Um,
2: the sweet suckle of from the dark once again I suckle at your smoky teats. that's it <laughs> I wrote that down also special mention to Gunther's uh, clothing here it's some sort of like brown and khaki check shirt and then a really big orange tie
1: he looks great yeah. he's always very stylish Gunther very yeah.
2: stylish very out there but very stylish
3: so this is the point that I thought you know you might have a problem with because there's a lot of very 90s and before basically the whole joke of this plot is Oh, isn't it funny that like a man's acting a bit like a woman and a bit camp and a bit feminine. So he comes in and when Chandler says to Rachel, um, nice blouse, That's a, that is a lovely blouse. The audience like howls with laughter. Like the yeah. idea of, that a man would go, that is a lovely blouse. Stunning is, like, is the word so he So alien to them. It's and the same, he puts on the chapstick. And they fucking lose their shit.
1: The thing is, is that people that aren't us, I mean, as in people that don't do podcasts and people that aren't in comedy, still have those differences in, mm. in the sexes. They still have those those major stereotypes are a part of existence. So I know this from gigging. You go, go up and down the country and, and hack gags do get a laugh. I've mm. watched comedians who, to uh, a more sort of intelligent eye, have what you would re- refer to as hack like Mrs Brown's boys for example it's not our favorite show but it's the most successful sitcom in this country yep. for the last 20 years yeah. and to to deny that is to deny a massive portion of people that could actually make you successful so i the thing is is that people do still think that this and also people still do act like that girls girls will compliment another person on their outfit you guys do it because you are woke men, but there are, there's a massive proportion of this country, especially that w- like a bloke would never. I'd never do that. So that still exists.
3: Oh, I know it still exists. But what I'm saying is, it's that still audience, problematic, isn't but
1: it? Chandler doing an impression of what he thinks is feminine is really funny.
3: So the, the the really funny like visual moment is when he walks out of the shower and he's got the towel <laughs> on his head, yeah, yeah, so the towel around his head, the towel like above his breasticle area, and he's and he struts into the living room and Joey like. Tilts his looks. head and checks him out, and it's really that is really funny visually. Matthew Perry doing like proper, like like walking like he's in stilettos, basically.
1: It's <laughs> great. He's great. He's such a funny comic actor. He's so
3: brilliant, isn't he? I'm currently rewatching Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip. Have you ever watched that? No, I haven't. Oh my days, Pete! Have you seen it? No, I feel like I've seen one or two episodes, but never watched it properly. It's got Matthew Perry in. It's got Josh Lynham from The West Wing in it. Uh, and it's written by Aaron Sorkin. And it's like a backstage, it's basically a backstage of Saturday Night Live, but it's all fictional. So it's like a fictional version of SNL. Oh,
1: wow. that's how
3: they make it over a week. And it's like a drama. And it's fucking great. And it's got Robbie Williams' his wife in it as well. Ida Field. Ida Field. Yeah. I didn't realise that was, like, I didn't that that was I didn't, yeah. to be honest, I don't think I really appreciated she was an actress. She is. So she's an actual actress. She's really good in it as well. She's really good in studios. She's on Loose Women now, isn't she? But she's done like uh, Studio 60 and she was in Days of Our Lives. Which is quite apt for this podcast. Was she? She was in Real Days of Our Lives.
2: Oh, there
1: you go. Oh, wow. There you are. Back
3: in the day. That's That's one hell of a tangent, by the way. But it's a huge old (laughs) tangent, isn't it? Uh, But what was I saying? Can't remember. Matthew Perry's great. I think that was basically the, the gist of the whole thing.
1: It is sort of like problematic in a way, but I think it's so funny. He does such a good job of it that I sort of ignored it. I didn't... I didn't... The the thing that spiked me the most was the teacher-pupil relationship. Mm, That's interesting, isn't it? Matthew Perry being feminine didn't... um, Also, because I know that... We also know that his father is the father that he has and there's a certain level of, within that character... Of understanding in a way,
3: definitely, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's like a sort of suppressed campness anyway to Chandler, isn't there? Yeah, do you know what I mean? And they just comes. This is not certain. the first
1: or last time we see Chandler exacting um, what is deemed female emotions.
3: Well, no, he bloody bubble baths. Bath, mate, and he's got two copies of the Annie soundtrack
1: oh yeah as
3: we, uh, <laughs> as we discover later I mean this plot line just like happens there's like two references to it and then it finishes it's a really strange one isn't it, it just, nothing. does he quit smoking uh, we never know the, the last thing we see is Joey trying to sabotage it at the end that's the post post credits
1: cheese sandwich as well like why a cheese sandwich like Joey's got really
2: shit taste in the food the two <laughs> things he
3: asks for aren't loads of money or you know like nothing good he asks for a cheese
2: sandwich and loads of pants <laughs> That's yes. Like, it's it's a, like- yeah. That's a really specific thing. Like, why is he so. Why does he see. Like trousers as being this thing that he'd <laughs> love to have loads of if only had the money. Thousands
1: and thousands, thousands of pounds of pants. Yeah. Of pants.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Why not just ask for money and then buy pants with the money? Like clothes more broadly, I could understand, but it's the how specific <laughs> yeah. it is that he wants trousers that's really weird. Money can be exchanged cheese for goods and services. Yeah, cheese sandwich. He could sit in his new pants and eat his cheese sandwich. <laughs> it does give you an insight into Joey's little simple life, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, to be fair, that is quite him. <laughs> Do the quiz, Pete? Yes, let's do the quiz.
1: I love a quiz.
2: I think you'll do quite well on this. What do you think? Um, yeah, like, I think a couple of things you've mentioned so far are as specific as many of these questions are. Yeah, that's is true,
3: isn't it? Some they range from hard to easy. It depends on the episode. There's a couple of tricky ones, there's a couple of easier ones on this. I think you've alluded to one already, uh, but let's start with question one. Go for it. What tune did Ross play on his butt cheeks after pulling his pants down while hypnotised?
1: Um. Uh. Air something Spr- air. The thing is, is I didn't know the song when no. she said it, no, I, so no I can't right. remember it now.
3: The answer is Wipeout,
2: which wipe I, out. I think is a, an American game oh, show.
3: Wipeout. Yeah, so I don't, I don't know it. I
2: don't know what the tune is. Uh, question two: What TV show has Monica been watching because she hasn't been going out? This is a new one oh, where I didn't know. On Saturday
1: show. night, she and then she explains us some something on the bus. Bus.
2: Uh, it's Walker Texas Ranger.
3: <phone rings>
1: And she mentioned something to do with a bus.
3: Yeah, Walker, yeah, Walker, this, that, and the other. I can't remember what the, the thing was. Chuck Norris is in this show. Yeah, he's he's Walker. It ran from 1993 until 2001.
1: America's and stuff does not really get over here, does it? Like
3: That's our entire, like, growing up watching TV stuff. Well, how did we not know? Never even heard of it. Um, again, no shame in that, Jade. Mate, don't you worry. This is one you have to work out if you remember the numbers. What's the age difference, question
1: three, between Frank and Alice? I know this. Go on. 18 to 44. Yeah. So it is 30, it is uh, 80. So imagine he was 14 and she was 44. That would be 30 years. It's 26 years.
3: Correct. Very good. One point to Jade. And that uh, leads on to that amazing, I really like that joke about like, She's 18, you're 44. Uh, no, she's 44, you're 18. When you're 36, she's going to be 88. But <laughs> Joey's lying, and just doubling the ages.
1: And he goes, yeah, do you, you don't don't think, think I know
3: them? that?" Real funny.
2: Question well done, four. What does Alice recommend for getting mustard out of Phoebe's tablecloth? Scotch soda. Club soda.
1: Club soda. You can have
3: Club that, Club soda, think. you can have that, mate. Pretty That's close.
2: Fine. Club um, soda and salt, yeah. It's club soda, baking soda. Is that what it is? Yeah, it's
1: right. baking powder. Is it? Right. Actually, no. It's a thing on its own. It's not baking powder. Sorry. No, someone will write in and say that that's wrong. No, it's um, it it's, a, it's a thing on its own.
2: See,
3: I thought in my head it was soda water.
2: It's
1: it's not like well, it's I've not Googled
2: something club soda, and it's just come up with carbonated water. Is that what we call soda water?
1: Yeah, oh, I yeah, I think so.
2: It is.
3: Well,
1: mm-hmm. I was wrong then. I'm sorry to sound so correct.
3: Don't worry, guys. Yeah, no. we're not a. Uh, well, we are heavily fact-based podcast, as you know, actually. I've done a lot of fact-checking. If you want to know the GDP of Romania in 1997, <laughs> Dave has got your bloody back. Question five. What does Frank say he got arrested for?
1: Frank got arrested for... Uh, he's on the table and he's curled up and he's listing all of his faults. He, oh.
2: That's the real funny one again. It's uh oh, do you want a call of what the crime is and then you yeah, can clue. give us what it, so it's for stealing something.
1: Did he steal shoes? No. No.
2: Stealing those birds. <laughs> But why is it that the word those is so much it's better so than like funny. some it's the sort yeah. of assumption that we'll know what the birds were that makes it so stealing, much better you're right stealing those <laughs> birds is such
3: a nice little line <laughs>
1: frank's so funny he's
3: so great yeah he's great uh two out of five's not bad mate that was a tough one to be fair it
1: was really specific
3: luckily we don't have a leaderboard um right we don't really it's keep five track of questions that sort of stuff. as well it's fine mm. is not you know Someone's winning, someone's losing. Hey, thanks, Jade Adams.
1: My pleasure. Thanks for having me, Dave and Pete.
3: It's been an absolute bloody treat. I've really
1: enjoyed this. Thank you, Jade. Thanks, Dave and Pete.
3: Bye Thank now. you. Here we are, still here. Look, Hi. us after the music. Just a quick NB Point of order. Uh, for next week's episode, we have the Wonderville comedian and impressionist Luke Kempner. Hello, Luke Kempner. Hello. Uh, and tell us which episode you have chosen. I have chosen the one with the cop The one with the cop Has- in, in brackets, pivot. Pivot. The, the pivot one, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, it's in season five. Go and Netflix it if you want to catch up on it before you listen to it. next week's. And we will see you then. Goodbye.
2: Goodbye. Great big owl.